0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. And my guest today is Peter Lynch, who is the founder of unshakable.pro. Peter's focus is helping others push past their limiting beliefs and feelings of not being good enough. When you accept who you are, you allow your natural gifts to come out, making it easier to serve others. By giving to others, that's where the magic happens. So if you're ready to move onto the next level in your life and your business, follow along and listen how to tap into your own powers so you can better serve the world. This will unlock the conflict that holds you back so that you can flourish in your life personally and professionally. You'll get to operate at a higher level of performance, increase business profits, expand your influence on others, heal troubled relationships, and experience personal joy and fulfillment. Peter, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Honor to be here.
0: So I am really glad that you're here. And, you know, like I said, you know, I'm intensely interested in the subject of uh, coaching in general, but also you know, like the type of coaches that really help you know, like reach your higher potential, right? So you know, we all know the you know the Tony Robbins rah rah model, you know, things like that. But I want to break past you know some of that, you know, and really get into some of the nuts and bolts of what it takes in order to, you know, not not only from your side in order to coach somebody, but uh, you know, on the receiving end, what are some of the tools that can actually help you increase your performance? Uh, can you please give us a little bit of a background of who you are and what makes you so amazing?
1: (laughs) The little background. Yeah. Well, really for me, I was, you know, I, I grew up as a, I grew up as a missionary's kid. So I I grew up with this experience of traveling the world and uh, you know, kind of always playing the part from the outside of being the good kid, being, having a good life, all these things. And, but the reality was by my teenage years, I was, I was deeply, Deeply depressed, um, you know, and suicidal, uh, and uh, just not even not even willing to acknowledge it because it was not okay. It was not okay to have those kind of experiences. Not okay to feel that way. Uh, so I was really in a, in deep turmoil, deep inner turmoil, deep inner conflict. Didn't know who I what, who I am, who I was. Right, what my point, what the point of living was. I had to keep, come to terms with that face to face when I went to Alaska, trying to escape my problems. Moved to Alaska at the age of twenty. Uh, took a job as a nighttime caregiver for a dying man. <laughs> was sleeping during the day, not seeing the sun, came face to face, you know my depression really caught up to me. and I had to face myself, really face myself, why am I here? Do I choose to continue or do I choose to just throw it all in, not continue you know because that's how I felt. A lot of times going out to the woods alone at night uh, brought me to this place of really, you know, I'm going to I'm going to live for me and I'm going to find out what my purpose in this life is. what is what is it that I'm meant to be? Why am I here? you know uh, and uh, and deep in my faith, deep in my relationships. And, um and so yeah that just sent me on a journey of just it just keep it short like doing things from uh you know well studying different things in college and dropping out from economic psychology and just never finishing anything to uh, going and doing you know septic system cleanouts and uh, driving a school bus to um, managing uh turning around a cafe that was struggling and and you um, you know, to turn transforming the the team performance there, leaving there, my leaving Alaska, my my own self esteem was in the dumps. I took a job as a commercial roofer, uh, was put into leadership within three months, turned that uh, team around to the best, most profitable uh, projects in the five year history of the company. Still, though, you know, was struggling with myself until my daughter was born, and I really realized, I'm like, I'm, t- I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of not being appreciated. The reality was, I wasn't appreciating myself. But it was a turning point moment for me. I just realized I'm going to do something more. I'm going to start my own business. And I realized I don't know what I'm doing. And the number one limitation in the growth and success of my business was me. So I really had to come. That's where I really came face to face. It, It had been an ongoing journey through my life of having this lesson taught to me of that I am the limitation across my life right? My life is my creation. I am my own chief limitation. That means I'm also my greatest opportunity. And uh, and that's what drove me to really look for what are those nuts and bolts. So I love that you brought that up because I take issue with a lot of the kind of the rah-rah motivation that's usually just be like me and all your problems will be solved. No, no, no. It's, It's actually simpler, but more elegant than all that.
0: So there is a lot of work that goes into, you know, self-improvement, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there are all these different programs and modalities that you can go through. Like, I just read about one that's called the 75 hard. It's got like this bullet point list of, uh, you know, you got to work out twice a day, once outside, you got to read. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like one chapter you gotta, like, mm-hmm. there are these things you gotta do. And if you mess up one day, you go back to square one. You reset right? completely. Yeah. You have to reset completely. And mm-hmm. One of the things I was imagining as you were describing your journey was you didn't learn early enough how to allow yourself the grace to fail or to appreciate the accomplishments that you had done already. Like, like who the hell moves to Alaska? Sorry, all you Alaskans, but I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, who moves there unless you really have like some kind of mission, you don't get to Alaska by accident right? You know, you really got to go there and, you know, you have to want to be there and you're right. You know, in order to start this journey, in order to find yourself, it really becomes this, you know, that's probably one of the better places to do it. I would imagine. I haven't been there yet. You know, I'm sure you can educate us all on that. My question here is this, at what point did you find that you were able to allow yourself the grace in order to move, you know, accept your limitations and move forward. And how did that manifest itself with your life?
1: Wow. What point? It's hard to pinpoint a moment. It's certainly been an ongoing experience and journey there, you know, because, but that, that point by just by itself is so important. So worth underlining just that you, you giving yourself grace is where the he, real healing comes from. Because a lot of times that, you know, that, the, the the conflict perpetuates conflict. Right, struggle perpetuate. It's the idea of escalation. The more you fight against something, the more you're actually giving it energy, which is to create it. Our energy is a creative force, right? So when we're pouring our energy into a conflict, we're actually actively creating that conflict. So a lot of it was coming to you know coming to face to face again with myself and in my own inner conflicts. There were many, and they don't all disappear. You know, there's still <laughs> surprise, surprise. Still, still have some. You know, still deal with them every day. But the reality is, like the path to peace is. Is to, is to Is to love yourself, not to fight yourself. And that's what, yeah, so I take a lot of issue with a 75 hard because it just preys on your insecurity if you got to fight yourself every day. And if you mess up, you know, slap your wrists. And I was raised with that mentality, which I think is what you're catching on to, which is, yeah, there's no grace. But the reality, grace is where you find the healing to just say it's okay, which is really to to heal your inner child. That's what this comes down to, speaking to your own inner child, because that's usually where the conflict comes from.
0: I love how you said that because that segues very nice into the next of this program, which is how,
1: right? So how do you do it? So,
0: so if you're not going to beat yourself up with a 75 hard, right? And you're not, not going to allow other people to, you know, to punish you for your shortcomings, right? How do you do this? Like how, mm-hmm. you know, how is someone supposed to be able to figure out like, okay, you know, like I have this inner conflict. I realize that I have demons that I need to overcome. Mm. Whether those demons are large, small, or, you know, the causes are internal, external, whatever they are. How do you get past all this? Mm. Right. How do you help people through
1: that? The question. Absolutely. You know, and it, it, it yeah, just to highlight what you just said there, facing your demons and that's so often what it is and that's a part of the first step is to really acknowledge where does this come from because you know again on the on the surface it's easy to just say like i don't know to just somehow come up with another conflict i'm insecure therefore i need to be conf- confident oh, come right on, let's just-, just
0: blame our parents man let's just blame our parents that's a, that's the natural first one right,
1: right. thank you right yeah 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 let's just right. no blame but man. it's, it's so right. real all right we have
0: a foundation to, to to launch off of what's that uh, uh, blaming your parents. Right. You know, it's like actually talking like, okay, you know, like I had this really crappy uh, upbringing or I moved around too much, you know, uh, or I didn't move around enough, you know, or, you know, like there are many things that we can ultimately blame on. And of course they affect, you know, like our personalities, they affect how we, you know, how we're brought up, but Absolutely. you know, it's, it, it, it's like, okay, we're now adults. Okay. So, you know, like, you know, we have careers, we probably have spouses we need to take care of. Mm-hmm. Some of us have a mortgage or at least are paying rent, you right. know? So it's like, it's time to grow up. Right. And I think, you know, that's part of mm-hmm. it, right. Is accepting those inner conflicts. But how do you help somebody who comes to you, like actually dissect that and figure out where the root cause of all this is coming from?
1: Yeah. So, you know, there it is like that, the victimhood, is the, is the delineator right yeah, like it's easy to be the victim and and the reality is so what you just said like most of the most of the stuff you're dealing with any of us are dealing with probably come from childhood because you know it's just simple. The brain's in theta state till age seven. What that means is your your subconscious is directly programmable. So your your parents are the primary source of programming and conditioning in your life. Then teachers and uh, you know I don't know religious figure like whatever else whoever else is an influential figure in your life in those formative years is probably going to give you some some baggage, right? Let's just but but the, then the thing becomes like so. What do you do with it then? What do you do with that's the question. Are you going to sit there and be like, oh, I was given this baggage and now I'm a victim? Or are you going to sit there and blame? Or are you going to try to play the opposite extreme, which is just like, well, just move on, just get over it, right? And in neither, it, it's two polarities. Neither one really works. You have to be able to pass through the full experience, you know? I have a lot of, I, I had a lot of things happen with my dad that were, you know, less than desirable, right? A lot of baggage. And I had to allow myself to find the healing that I have on this side of it. The only way to do that was to actually allow myself to experience those emotions that I never was allowed to experience as a child, because that's really what a lot of it comes down to. And that's the healing of the inner child is an emotional loop that doesn't complete, you know, that doesn't fully express itself, turns into trauma. That's on a, a like to, not to diminish, you know, extreme trauma that people, but, you know, we, most of us carry trauma. And the word trauma triggers a lot of things like, I don't have trauma, right? Like, I don't want to be a victim. You're not a victim. Just acknowledge it for what it was. A trauma is simply an unresolved emotional loop. And then the brain, being a closure-seeking machine, goes back and looks for, how do we we solve this? Well, we solve this by trying to relive the experience. And then the conscious mind is going, no, I don't want to go back there, right? So then you have a bunch of conflict, right? So that the... the, the thing is to go back and be able to just allow yourself to experience the emotion you didn't, weren't allowed to experience because a lot oftentimes I look back at my dad, well, he was just carrying his trauma from his generational trauma before him. And that's why I do this is because I want to break this generational bondage for my kids and empower others to break it for them so that all of us, so most of all, we can leave a better legacy, right? So, but the path to being a better parent to my daughter who's five is to re, is to heal my inner five-year-old who's still hurt. You know, because if I don't, if I just try to suppress him, he's just going to scream out louder. And that's the escalation of conflict. If I do 75 hard, he's going to feel more hurt, more, you know, more shut down, more, um, you know, more, you know, un, un, unheard, right? Unlistened to I'm stumbling on the word there, but you, you get the idea, right? Like It's just, it's not helpful. So I actually have to go down there and see, well, what is it that's unresolved, little Peter? Go to these places that are hard it's freaking hard because especially as men, like we don't like emotion. Let's be real. Most of us as men have also been told, don't, don't call, don't cry, rub some dirt in it, move on, grow up, move on, you know, and there's, well, yes, you have to grow up and move on. But the only way to actually grow up and move on is to resolve the thing that's going on, which is to feel the emotion, experience it and resolve that conflict. And resolving the conflict is what brings peace. So reel me back in if I'm not, you know, if I'm going too far and wide on this, but
0: no, no. So I get it. So, I, you know, just thinking about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship in general, right? What happens is that you thrust yourself into an uncertain situation, right? Because mm-hmm. if you get a job, you know, it's fairly certain you're going to get paid every two weeks, right? The money's going to automatically appear in your bank account and you're good, right? <laughs> but then, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to make stuff happen for yourself, you don't have that steady income. Like you don't have that, mm-hmm. like you don't know if you're going to hit it really big this month or you're going to Oh, shoot. Like now what am I going to do? Right. And that can, if you're not mentally ready for it, really augment, you know, some of these traumatic feelings that you have, or some of right. these insecurities you may be dealing with. When you talk to entrepreneurs, how do you help them, you know, sort of reel that stuff back in? Because just using the entrepreneurship model, you know, as an example, you really are adding conflict onto your life that, yes. that isn't necessarily there, you know, if you were to have a regular J-O-B, right? right. Uh, so how does that play out in your conversations when you're, uh, when you're talking with people?
1: You know, what I love about entrepreneurship is it's a crucible that brings these things to the surface just what you're saying, right? Like you, you, it's trial by fire. It's jump in off the deep end. And all of a sudden you have to face, come face to face with yourself. And so the real path, the, the answer is to actually do that because it's easy to try to find, again, something external to blame, something to be a victim to. When you blame, you're giving your power away. So when you look at yourself, you're actually being empowered, but it's painful. But the reality is to say, well, how am I the limitation of my experience? Right. So I'm bringing on extra stress because now I'm trying to I'm trying to live up to a standard that I'm put. Well, first of all, let's explore. Let's explore. What are the standards? Right. A lot of time, because a lot of times we'll just fall into massive insecurity, self-doubt and depression because I didn't make enough money. Well, then are you are you is your self-worth dependent on or subject to how much money you make? That's not a good place to be. Right. Your, Your your success, your worth as an individual is not subject to how much money you make or how big your business gets. It's inherent. It's already there. So first of all, let's like work on the self worth piece, right? Look, what are you making yourself worth victim to, subject to? Because then you're the victim of that thing that is subject to, right? And then the, the then deeper that well, just the continuing work of that is to just make really just make a list. It comes down to what is holding me back, right? Comes back to okay, well, what are the things that I'm coming up against? What are the beliefs or just the behaviors? That I'm doing that I don't want to do, right? It's the deal you want to make and the deal you actually make, right? I don't want to, I I want to quit smoking and I'm going to, you know, smoke two more before I quit. Well, that's the deal you actually made, right? So the answer isn't to, I don't know, just try harder. It's actually go into, well, why do I keep smoking? So in entrepreneur world, well, if I keep sabotaging my business success, why? and then sit with it. And it's not because of your partner. It's not because of the economy. It's not because of the president. It's because of you somehow, somewhere. So actually sitting down with yourself, with a journaling, just as simple as pen and paper. Like a lot of times, it's like, what's the trick? What's the secret? Just sit down, make a list, write it out. What's holding me back? And then start to explore where does this come from? And it probably will again come from childhood. And again, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to reinforce, be present to it, Allow yourself to feel mad at your dad and then move on and forgive him. Because if you stay mad at your dad, that's where it's not helpful, right? You got to allow that to complete. Okay, I'm angry because he did this. Okay, but you know what? I'm an adult now. He's not here. And, like he's not actively here saying that to me anymore. So I can forgive him. And forgiveness is contingent on acknowledging, hey, that was wrong, but I forgive you. Not, oh, it's Okay. He meant what now, yeah. He well, he was doing the best he could, but he still did wrong and it hurt me. But I forgive him. I can move on. Now, on that side of it, if I'm and now also look at like what what does that younger self need to hear? Because a lot of times you were probably told something like you're not good enough. or well, maybe you just need to have be able to and this is how we find an actual positive affirmation that works. Not just something if you're dealing with insecurity and you try like I did in the past, or like standing in the mirror and just say, I'm confident. Well, of course, I'm not confident. So I'm lying to myself in the mirror. And all that does is perpetuate more conflict. But if I can get to the root of saying, well, why am I insecure? Why do I not believe in myself and resolve those things? And then I can come up with, okay, well, now I actually have a positive affirmation that's in response to something real, not just floating ambiguously in the cloud, right? So it just comes down to sitting and being present with yourself making that laundry list of what's holding you back, what's sabotaging you, and exploring it. Not stopping there and just trying to be like, okay, great, now I'm going to do 75 hard and uh, unleash the power within virtual conference, and that's going to get me to overpower these things. Don't overpower it. Go beneath it. Sit with it. Heal it, right? And then you can find the real affirmation on the other end, the positive belief that's an answer to the limited belief that's been holding you back, that honestly just comes from survival instinct, So acknowledge, at least give yourself also the appreciation for doing the best you could with the circumstances that you had.
0: Thank you so much for that. In my journey, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, this podcast, right? Mm. I was the kid that started in high school and I was ridiculed relentlessly for it, right? And Mm. now I've done over 300, you know, about 300 interviews and, you know, know, it's like I'm publishing out to the world and like, I, I dare anyone to check out my videos now. Right. And the whole time I was setting this up, I was thinking to myself, all right, well, I don't like the I, I don't like the way my voice sounds. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Valid. You know, but so what? You know, get a better microphone or I don't like the way you know, like. Uh, I don't know if someone's going to make fun of my Midwestern accent. Then the friend sends me there's this German guy who moved to Mexico City and he does YouTube videos in Spanish. So he's got this really deep german accent as he's making these really cool videos traveling around mexico and it's like well look at this guy if he can do it that's cool you know yeah. like like why can't you right. i read my right. english to my level i i can make this happen mm-hmm. you know and what happens is that you're right you know these are at the end of the day these become excuses mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah you know, and you can you can excuse yourself all you want i mean you know you're an adult no one's gonna say like nah, all right you don't right. have a hall pass
1: Right? Nobody's uh, gonna
0: get you out of bed in the morning, right? No one's gonna get you out of bed in the morning. Right? I mean,
1: your kids want, you know, when they're at this age. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but, what,
0: yeah, but when they grow up, they ask for car keys, and then you're done. <laughs> you're, you uh, you have a little bit more time. Mine are. Mine are good. <laughs> so what's interesting about all this, right, is really just understanding, you know, what it is that's holding you back, and you know, like taking steps. Like, you know, maybe you don't have to start out doing Facebook Lives in order to overcome your, you know, your trepidation of uh, public speaking, you can Facebook live to yourself, right? And, you know, lock it up so that no one else can see it and just practice that way. Maybe you'll learn to love it a little bit later, but at least practice, at least you're doing the work in order to make that happen. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big big takeaways that you're going for. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Peter, can you please Tell everyone how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly.
1: Yeah, uh, peter, at unshak- or, yeah peter at unshakable.pro is my direct email. Uh, uns- uh, the URL there in the bottom corner, unshakable.pro, it's my main page. So if I'm got anything going on, I will probably put it there. I'm not as good of a tech guy as Jeff is trying to take some tips from him while we're on this interview. Uh, maybe learn by osmosis here um but yeah unshakable.pro or just find me on linkedin facebook et cetera, peter lynch and i'd love to connect with you at anytime any of those places all a good way to go
0: amazing peter thank you so much for joining me today it's been a lot of fun
1: oh thank you this has been great
0: i love talking about this stuff and you know i think it's real insightful i really hope that we help someone listening today thank you so much
1: oh me too thank you
0: Thank you so much for listening to the one big tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk.